Thanks for tuning in to Too Much Screen Time, a podcast for TV buffs and cinephiles who have no problem spending too much time on their screens. If you're looking for some in-depth conversation about the latest TV and movies, you've come to the right place. I'm joined by my co-hosts Alex, Shantae, and Dave. I'm Anselm. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to Too Much Screen Time. Uh, it's the Emmys. This is a TV and film podcast. And so we did a lot of talk about the Oscars uh, and we wanted to give some love to the Emmys as well. So this is our uh, reaction to the Emmy nominations episode. We got a few different categories. We're going to give some of our overall reactions. We're going to talk about some of our favorite nominations. We'll talk about who we think got snubbed, which nominations surprised us. We'll give some predictions uh, and this will be a great kind of like hype session for, for the, the ceremony uh, when it comes in the next month or so so let's first of all just get a few reactions like what do you guys think about the nominees for this year i'm gonna be honest with you i was actually pleasantly surprised and excited this year which doesn't seem to happen that often um with with all of these award shows but first thing i pretty much i pretty much saw almost every show that's come out and is on this list um because of the pandemic. So, and I think I'm not alone in that. So I think it's gonna be cool because there are a lot of a lot of uh, shows on here that I don't think would be on, like usually have been nominated. And with the pandemic, I don't know if they're doing it and nominating it so that more people can watch, I doubt it. But I think it's just really cool that you're seeing some of your favorites. I mean, guys, The Boys even got a nomination. <laughs> the Boys. And that has a grown man drinking breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> i was definitely gonna talk about that later but dude i i'm right there with you i honestly was like so i'm super behind on watching tv um but i was pleasantly surprised seeing these seeing these lists because i felt like it's very diverse and i i feel like it's the first time that you really see like superhero shows kind of getting some getting some love like wandavision the boys got some love like are you kidding me like i feel like it I feel like last year that never would have happened, you know? And um, so I don't know. I feel like they're kind of opening it up. Like Hamilton got so many acting nominations. I feel like it's the diversity is, is very, very cool. I will say about the Hamilton thing, like I'm a little bit like, yes, Hamilton is phenomenal. It's great. Mm. And I just feel like they're trying really hard to get the mm. Emmy, Grammy, gonna, Oscar, Tony, everything like that. <laughs> we're going to talk about that in a minute uh, about Hamilton. I have some thoughts. They're pretty negative. Um, okay. But okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we can, if, if we don't mind saving that uh, for a little sure. bit, because it's it, there's a lot to say with that. Yeah. yeah, I'll hop in and say, I. you guys already know, I wanted to see Handmaid's Tale. It got its love. I wanted to see The Boys. It got love. But most of all, I wanted to see I May Destroy You. It was a limited series on HBO. I feel like it's been snubbed already so many times that I had to see it this time and it's there. And honestly, of course, I want to I want to see it get the win. I'm not so sure, but I'm feeling good. It's perfect that you mentioned I May Destroy You, uh, Shantae, because that kind of leads perfectly into like, the first category we'll talk about here, which is like, what, what was your favorite nomination or series nominations and for me my favorite series nominations had to do with i may destroy you now i'm going to be very honest with you all i actually haven't finished this series um because i you know i've heard amazing things about it like i said like i i i much more watch if i watch tv i'm, I'm watching older stuff or re-watching stuff i've seen before rather than new things 
it was on my list. Uh, so I tried to catch up and watch uh, a few episodes here. And, you know, especially after the huge controversy with the Golden Globes, completely shutting this, uh, this film, sorry, this, this limited series out. Um, a lot of, there was a lot of criticism for that. But hey, guess who has the last laugh? Because guess what's not happening next year? The Golden Globes. Ha ha, that's what you get. Anyway, um, but so I, I, I'm really, really happy to see some of the nominations. I'm happy for Michaela Cole getting uh, writing and directing and uh, acting uh, nominations. I'm happy for the actor Papa Esiedu who plays uh, Kwame in this and, and, and seeing that he got nominated for a best supporting actor in yes. a limited series. Um, but mostly the reason why I'm really happy about this, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm black, so I, I support, I'm, I'm unapologetic about how much I support black things, um, you know, but I, I think, you know, for me, the specific lens of like capturing the black immigrant millennial experience, that's totally me in an American context. This takes place in a, in a, in a British context, but like, especially the way that like black immigrants are expressing and exploring sexuality, I think is a is a huge topic that has never really been delved into, especially when it comes to like representing black sexuality. It's usually exoticized. Um, it usually plays a lot on stereotypes. It usually over-sexualizes them or just completely under-sexualizes black folks on screen. And so to see a show that really digs into that and especially represents like all of the cultural things that come to it, like, you know, a lot, a lot of black immigrants have like really staunch, strict Christian parents <laughs> who are like, you know, didn't teach us about like sex and sexuality and, and how to figure that kind of stuff out. We kind of learn that on our own. And it reflects in kind of like some of the situations that we can either A, get ourselves into or not having the, and I want to be very careful about, about how I say this because I never, ever, ever want to blame the victim for any type of sexual assault or sexual misconduct that's happened to them. And I am absolutely not doing that here. I will say that like, just even the, the ability to be, like what to look out for, the signs to look out for, the things to know to, to help protect us from these kind of dicey situations that like people can get into, we don't learn that stuff, you know, until like, it, until it, it happens to us and then the coping process of that. So that's what I really love about this series. I'm super happy to see it get nominated. Um, so yeah, that, that's the one for me. For me, I would say just in brief, because I feel like you've done a good job of summing it up is I think that as a woman watching this show, I feel like I've never seen a show do such a good job of exploring consent each episode is sort of a different character, a different storyline, um, showing what consent can look like and ways that it's not given. And I think that we kind of in the media see rape or sexual assault almost in the same light, done the same way. But this show does such a good job of exploring, well, what if you start something and then halfway through something, you change your mind? Or what if you're tricked? Or what if you don't find out till later? Or what if you feel fine about it, but then you find out legally this was rape, that sort of thing. And I think, you know, talking to my friends after seeing this show and stuff, it's, it's difficult figuring out honestly through media some of the things that have happened to you actually a friend of mine after the show realized she was raped and I think like man I just feel like what it's done for for women everywhere uh can't go unnoticed 
So I'm glad that there's so many people who are a fan of it, but I really do hope it gets actual recognition the way it deserves. I also really appreciated it showing like men as victims yeah. of sexual assault. That's something that is very much not talked about. And oftentimes actually like, um, you know, look, look down upon, especially if the, the, the man is as gay as in the case of Kwame in, in, in the series. Um, so it's, a, it's, yeah, it's a phenomenal show. I'm happy they've gotten nominated. I've kind of already talked about how The Boys is like my favorite TV show from the, uh, from the past year. Um, but yeah, guys, I just am so happy that they're finally showing this series some love. I think it's something that it's a very dark and gritty show, but I feel like it also, uh, especially season two, really talked to and shined a light on current America and, yeah. and, and where we're at today. So I'm so glad that they're showing this recognition because I believe it's, it's a beautifully written show. It's out there. It's very dark and crazy, but uh, I, I think it's well-deserving of that nomination. Quick question. So I watched Invincible, which I really, I really loved. And um, is, and I know that both Invincible and The Boys dissect the whole kind of hero worship, literally of, of superheroes and like the abuse that results from that. Have any of y'all seen Invincible as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So Dave, like, do you, do you feel like these two shows are distinct enough for me to like give The Boys a chance? Uh, not really. Um, it's what's really cool about both of them is the fact that like, like you said, they worship superheroes, but like superheroes aren't always good. Right. And like, what happens if you give a superhero like unlimited power and resources and then they're, (laughs) they're not a very good person. Um, and you get to see all that unfold, but also, but the boys, I mean, it, it goes further as far as like what it, shows us than what invincible dares to do at least with the first season i've never read the comic book so i'm not going to speak especially if there are comic book fans really getting angry with me right now they're like they're so different i'm not a comic i've only watched (laughs) i've only watched like six episodes of the show never read the robert kirkman comic book so yeah you can write into my friend donnie who's probably pulling his hair right now right in right into anselm why they're different and why you should watch the boys because i don't know enough to answer that question cool thanks thanks Dave, what's your favorite nomination? So my favorite nomination, uh, it was a show that was needed last year. I've talked about it before. Um, kind of just came out of nowhere and attempted to bring the world together, at least if only for 30 minutes at a time. And that was Ted Lasso, um, the Apple, the Apple uh, TV show starring Jason Sudeikis, which originally was like an NBC sports skit where he plays this goofy coach out, totally out of his depth who coaches American football and then gets sent to Europe to be part of the Premier League and coach actual football. Um, it has no idea what he's doing, but what what it really touches and captures is just the amount of kindness and the love that we're capable of having as human beings if we, <laughs> if we actually like, you know, sit down, listen, and just support one another. And I think through everything and that because that's such a foreign object you see he's kind of like an alien um in that in that regard in this show where people don't really know how to take him is he being sarcastic is he just unusual but he's no he's just a genuine stand-up kind guy who gives some of the best speeches which you have to be a coach and give great speeches um but i just yeah i just really love love this show season two is back in full swing and it's not missed a step the first episodes come out already by the time that we're recording this of the second season they're only 30 minutes 
It's only been one season so far, really easy to catch up on. And for some reason, Apple TV gives me $5 credit. So I don't even have to pay for um, Apple TV because that's the only reason right now I would keep it. Um, so yeah, Ted Lasso was my favorite nomination. Nice. I really want to see that. And I'm also just really happy for like actors who are known for their comedic roles uh, getting recognized for this. It's mm -hmm. funny, like there was like a, in the 90s and early 2000s, there was like all of these like SNL uh, cast members, you know, whenever they lit, left the show, they tried to break out in movies. And it's like very rare that they were successful. And yet it seems like the place where they are finding the most success is in TV series. I mean, Bill Hader, Jason Sudeikis. Uh, I hope that extends to Keenan as well. Like I haven't seen the Keenan show, but like, you know, he's, maybe... he's, he's SNL for life. He just signed exactly. a contract. <laughs> he just signed a contract to be on. He's like, why would I leave this I get Emmy nominated every year. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's segue over to like what we think are the biggest snubs here. And I'll go first with this one. Um, you know, I, again, I haven't watched a ton of TV shows this year, so I don't know what I don't know. But what I do know is that I was very sad to see that Servant, uh, the M. Night Shyamalan uh, created show on Apple Plus, only got one nomination. It got a creative arts award. So it's not even going to be in the, ma the main ceremony. And it was for like cinematography, but not, so I I'm really sad about that. Like, again, I'll say this, like, I, I like M. Night Shyamalan films. The, 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 I haven't seen like The Lady in the Water. I haven't seen After Earth. And I have forgotten about the lost film of M. Night Shyamalan. I think it had to do with like somebody bending Air or breath or so I I don't never, know. yeah never heard of, yeah okay, me I neither. don't think uh, that ever happened yeah I don't think so it's like there's like a, a hole in my in my brain where it doesn't like yeah it doesn't exist you were right. neuralized, you were neuralized maybe but yeah that's what it was yeah I, I don't but anyway uh well I you know I generally fall for his kind of like the, the mind bending stories that he has and these twists and these kind of like you know definitely the the ambiance that he can create. As a, as a director, uh, I will say that if you're not if you're not for that, then servant might not necessarily be for you. So I understand not it not getting certain amounts of love, but one of the things that I thought was egregious was them completely passing over Rupert Grint as Julian, uh, the, the 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 brother of the main couple in that show. I mean Rupert Grint, you know him as Ron Weasley from the Harry Potter series. Um, and so, you know, just kind of like the, we, we, he's like the wide-eyed, just pure-hearted, like, best friend, and yet here in this role, he is kind of like a douchebag, like, brother, like, wealthy, alcoholic, drug problem, like, but he also has, brings a lot of heart to the show as well, like, the, this, this show, it can be very, like, it's definitely psychological horror, but like there are a lot of really tender and funny moments. And surprisingly, this gruff, cold character that he plays in Julian uh, brings a lot of that uh, to, to the show. So I know Shantae, you've seen, I think Shantae was the one who recommended Servant to us, right? Yeah, I see it. I see yeah, it. I've, I've seen yeah. it too. Do you feel like, I mean, maybe it's just me. Again, maybe it's because I, I don't know what I don't know. There's probably something else I'm overlooking. But do you feel like Rupert Grant should have gotten some love in this Emmy season? I don't. I love him in the show, but I don't think his American accent is great, number <laughs> That's one. That's what I was going to say, Shante. <laughs> yeah. It's so distracting. It's my, unbelievable. My, my wife, she watches, she doesn't watch TV, but she'll walk past when I'm watching something. She looked at it, listened to her for like 20 seconds and was just like, 
that's terrible basically (laughs) (laughs) which sucks you know I love him and I don't think he does a bad job I just don't think it's notable enough uh he he just kind of plays somebody who's like frustrated the whole time and and that it's one-dimensional so it's not that he's not talented I just don't think it's Emmy worthy you know he's not he doesn't stand out enough for me I think is what it what it is yeah I'll, I'll go with my biggest snub um I think I think the issue with this one is not a lot of people saw this show which is unfortunate because of where it was placed it's on Showtime it was on Showtime it was a limited series called The Good Lord Bird um which starred Ethan Hawke and I'm t- t- guessing by how you guys are reacting that either you've not heard of it or you definitely haven't seen it um but it's called The Good Lord Bird and it stars Ethan Hawke who's never been nominated for an Emmy this should have been his first Emmy nomination he plays John Brown the actual like John Brown from pre-Civil War um who went to basically rally people and take Harper's Ferry hostage and get all these weapons and we know what happens to John Brown after that but it's basically like the events why Dave why (laughs) well are are we do you want to get into all that in this episode um people you know briefly go ahead Anselm why I mean he 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 was a abolitionist and a very revolutionary abolitionist he was like you know one of the people was like the institution of slavery is morally wrong and like for him he's like I'm, I'm not gonna wait for like an intellectual argument to convince these racists to like get rid of slavery we have to take matters into our own hand and and, and fight against this is a, it's a moral issue and so anyway that's why he did right. that and it's not very successful um unfortunately so it's basically all the steps leading up to that but i just think it's I think he gave such a great, one of the greatest performances that he's given. And it really brought me back to the first reform when he he finally got a good role again and then the Oscars snubbed him. Um, But anyways, the reason why it bothers me even more is because then you have a nomination like Hamilton um, where they gave Hamilton two limited series acting nominations to, um, I think it was Lin-Manuel Miranda and Leslie Odom Jr. And not dissing their performances, they're fine. but they're fine. But this should never have happened to begin with. I think that Hamilton, first off, it's nominated as a variety special because it was pre-recorded. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that. But then they have acting nominations in the limited series or TV movie category, which it is not. So it's like they didn't know how to place Hamilton, but they wanted Hamilton to get some Emmy nominations for the reasons probably Anselm shared. It's, it shouldn't even be in the Emmys, in my opinion. And then you're sacrificing actual talent, like, in my opinion, The Good Lord Bird and Ethan Hawke, or maybe something else in the limited series uh, category. Yeah, I've heard of The Good Lord Bird. Um, I, I've heard great things about it. I want to see it. I love Ethan Hawke. He's number three on my list of worst snubs of all time. The first two, if you listen to last week's episode, was Tony Collette for Hereditary and of course Bay, Sir Thomas Pelfrey uh, from from Ozark. But you know I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna back off of that. But yes, Ethan Hawke, I'm down to see it, Dave. So I would say that my snub this year is the show that I keep talking about, Behind Her Eyes. I know that I've mentioned it several times since the last time I've mentioned it on this show. Anselm has seen it. He hates it. And to be honest, he has brought to my attention a lot of problems with the show. 
that I actually agree with. So he's not crazy. Am I crazy for still liking it? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll let him, I'll let crazy. him drag it himself. But I just want to say, I just want to say at first glance, just enjoying the show for what it is, me and all my friends, we, we took it in at face value and I thought it was very beautiful. I thought the aesthetic of the show was amazing. Amazing. Anselm, chill. <laughs> I loved the soundtrack. Even more than that, I didn't see the ending coming. I loved the character development. I thought the acting was great. The worst acting was probably the husband. He was mediocre. At times it was slow. I get that. But I think it was sort of a slow burn in some ways. I won't spend forever talking about the show. Uh, I feel like Anselm's going to kill me. I, okay, I'll just let it go. I'll let it go. My point no, no, is... Be, is say, say, be, you can say whatever. This is your moment. This is your opinion. You shine. have it. And you stand by that. I also have the right to swat it down. But yes, go for it. I don't think you're crazy for hating it, Anselm, now that you've said. But what? here's my problem. Some of the guys haven't seen it yet, and some of the audience has it, and I don't want them to be tainted with your opinion, because it was good. It was good. It's just now that I think about it, they could have made some different choices, you know? Yeah. No, you don't know. Okay. Well, that's well, it. I digress. Here, here's where we get to do our kind of our first, like, uh, podcast rivalry. Like, I mean, not our first, but the first thing our that we first, can actually please. utilize for social media. If you're hashtag team Shantae, when it comes to behind your eyes, hashtag us, mention us, you know, retweet our tweets and repost our, our, our posts with hashtag Shantae. If you're uh, our hashtag team Shantae, if you're hashtag team Anselm, and you believe that behind her eyes uh, sucked, <laughs> <laughs> then you can hashtag team Anselm. Uh, I'm not going to oh. say anything else. I, I will say this. The one show that I can say I absolutely hated was Behind Her Eyes. And I will go to my grave fighting that battle. But no. <laughs> I'll <laughs> no, throw but, a uh, poll on our shoot. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like now I definitely need to see it to try and uh, balance this thing out a little bit. I don't know. Yes, I, take, I take my TV very seriously and how I choose when I watch. So if there's a hint, and this seems like more than a hint, of it being trash, I might, <laughs> I might just walk away. Six I'm hours like, of my Dave, life, I you, wish I had. But I've not steered you wrong before, Dave. That's true. I have, I have watched everything that you said. So exactly, far. and you've liked it. So I think try to go in with an open mind, and why don't we just do a quick review of it after we've all seen it? That's, yeah, that's that's great. I love that. Okay, that's cool. Um, it's only six hours, right? So that's like that's a week, that's like a weekend watch. That's so. it. Baby. <laughs> okay. I'll, 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 I'll do it. Ooh, so I don't have any, um, any snubs, obviously, because I'm like super behind on my TV watching. Um, but I know uh, maybe this is a good segue into like our biggest surprises, um, which for me was going to kind of coincide with what Dave was saying about Hamilton. Like that for me, all the, the actor nominations for Hamilton, I think was like, it, it kind of seemed like pandering in a way, but I'm also at the same time applauding the diversity, you know? So like here I am like advocating for more diversity when it comes to these like lead acting and, uh, and actress roles and, and for nominations and stuff and award season. Um, but then when it happens, it kind of feels, in this case, it feels like pandering with Hamilton. 
um, just because it feels like a stretch, you know, like it, it just, it doesn't feel warranted. But uh, I mean, I loved Leslie Odom Jr.'s performance in Hamilton, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda. So I saw Hamilton live mm-hmm. in, um, not in Broadway, but at the Kennedy Center. So I saw like when they were off Broadway and the person who played Hamilton in that performance was 10 times better than Lin-Manuel Miranda in terms of vocals, in terms of acting. I was like blown away by the lead performer. So I'm like, does Lin-Manuel Miranda really get, like deserve that nomination? I'm like, I don't know. But I think I was just overall surprised by Hamilton. I, how, I guess I just asked for our listeners, how does this qualify as a TV movie or limited series? (laughs) The correct answer is, it doesn't. I'm not giving away my shut. In the <laughs> eye of a hurricane, there <laughs> is quiet. Oh, so what? Like... <laughs> oh, man. As, as somebody who is nasally, uh, I, I, I can empathize, but also like. But he's also yeah. super talented. I mean, yeah, I mean he's yeah, a maestro, course, yeah. right? He's just amazing musician. Let, like, let someone else be in that role. That's right. all I would have said. <laughs> right, um, right. But if I if that was my baby that I spent seven years on, and I can sing kind of, why the heck not? <laughs> put, put me in coach. And I can sing kind <laughs> of. <laughs> well, I mean, compared to the other singers, you said it yourself, Alex. Put a professional singer in there and then put him in next to him. And I'd rather see the professional singer um, and actor thrown in that role. I would say I'm surprised really only by the fact that Homelander, Anthony Starr, wasn't nominated. I feel like when you think the boys, he's the psychopath. And I feel like I would have thought if they're going to nominate the boys, they'd nominate him. I'm not super mad. I was just a little shocked. My biggest surprise, I mean, we talked about it already. WandaVision had 23 nominations including wow. Elizabeth Olsen in his best actress in a limited series category. And the Mandalorian had 24 nominations. That's 47 nominations for two shows. You're telling me that Marvel and Star Wars received 47 nominations. I mean, I about fell out of my chair. I, I told you guys when I saw it, I, I was about ready to tear up. I was crying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Here's hoping that the tide is changing and that this can bleed into other awards ceremonies. I'm looking at you, Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. It's about time that comic book movies and Star Wars are seen for more than just their technical achievements because there are some fantastic performances, fantastic storylines that year after year are neglected, snubbed, So the fact that we're seeing the tide turning, at least in the TV side, gives me hope. I totally agree, Dave. Uh, Do you feel like Pedro Pascal was snubbed for The Mandalorian? Oh, snap. Because I feel like a lot of people are saying that. I didn't even know he was snubbed. I I I changed my snub then from Rupert Grant to uh, Pedro Pascal because, you know, for someone whose face you see two times in the entire series, um, yeah, Pedro Pascal killed that. He definitely should have been nominated. Mm-hmm. That would be what a lead actor in a drama series. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't watch Perry Mason, but maybe push Matthew Reese out because apparently that show wasn't that great. It had a lot of expectations, but it may not be his performance. It might just be like the writing of that show. So I don't know. 
um, who you knock out to um, put Pedro Pascal in. But the show was my favorite season. That season two was my favorite season of any television show that came out last year. Yeah, I, I was very vocal about that on social media. That's awesome. Here's what I would say: you knock out all the Hamilton nominations, give one, and and I mean that for both best actor and actress categories. Give one of those to Pedro Pascal and the rest of them to Tom Pelfrey for season three of Ozark, because <laughs> uh, he like yeah, I know it was a year ago. But you know he 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 deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves all of them. Absolutely. Um, Fan club lives on. Yes. Uh, you know what award he deserves? He deserves the eating contest award from the Hey Arnold episode, the eating contest, because he was chewing scenery like none other. Uh, Tom Pelfrey. Anyway, I, I've got I got more of those hits, man. I've there's no way that this. there's no way that makes it into the episode. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been marinating, guys. No. Uh, yeah. Um, let's, let's get into predictions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks, 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 Dave, for keeping me on track. Uh, you know, it's funny. Somebody uh, in one of our uh, reviews, which we really appreciate reviews. Don't just rate. Definitely, please let us know what you think. Um, but someone in one of our reviews said that uh, I can tend to dominate a conversation. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a humble person. I will take that. And, uh, but I promise it's not because I think I'm better than all of you guys. Uh, I know it, but no, 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 it's not because I think I'm better than you all. It's because I just get really passionate about the things I'm really passionate about. And I have to talk about it, but I'm going to try to read myself in. And so, uh, yeah, keep them coming. But yes, uh, Dave, you're right. Let's get into some of our predictions here. What are some of your predictions for performances? Just, just let's just throw them out. I'm actually... I thought I'll start with limited series. I think this one, there's going to be more of a toss up um, compared to maybe some of the other ones that are more lock-ins. If you would have asked me three months ago, who was going to get best actress in a limited series? Anya Taylor-Joy, no doubt about it. Queen's Gambit was going to sweep. And then Mayor of Easttown came out and uh, Kate Winslet gave one of the greatest performances of her career. And also Mayor of Easttown came out after when it's a little bit, so it's a little bit more fresh than the Queen's Gamma, which came out, what, in the fall of last year? So I, I think Anya Taylor-Joy is still the favorite, but I think a, a dark horse, I think Kate Winslet has some um, enthusiasm built up. I think she could take it. Great prediction. Um, so for limited series, I'm going to say Hugh Grant is going to win for The Undoing as lead actor and i think he's going to be beating out leslie odom jr for that one did you um, watch so him doing Alex? i did yep yeah i he was the best part of that show you know what the worst part of that show was noah jupe that's right noah if i see you in the streets i'm knocking you out all right we're not, we're not talking about hitting children guys <laughs> no i i am Noah Jupe oh deserves God. it. We're not <laughs> assaulting children, Anselm. <laughs> it's funny. We have, I was joking with the guys in our text thread. We have one one-star review on, <laughs> on, on Apple Podcasts out of many five-star reviews, okay? And I'm pretty sure that's Noah Jupe because I've been talking trash about him. Because Noah Jupe would be the one to listen to all the podcasts every time he gets mentioned and like negatively rate those who talk bad about him because he would totally do that. Uh, it's definitely anyway. no Jupe. Yeah. No. Um, that's a good one, Alex. I'm terrible at predictions. I, I feel like me and the Academy or the judges or whatever, we're never on the same page. 
All I want to say is that I want Handmaid's Tale to win. I want, I may destroy you to win and I want the boys to win. I want them to win in whatever respective categories they're in. But because I want this, I don't think any of them are going to happen. So I guess that's my prediction that anything I say won't happen. That's yeah. usually how it goes, Shantae. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you have, I don't think The Handmaid's Tales win in best drama. Um, it already had its favorite in the first season, I think. There's not but one it's one gotten a bunch. better. It did, should. Did Elizabeth Moss win for best performance? Back in the day. She's won okay. before, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think I, I. I think that I think at this point the crown is insurmountable um, with having Princess Diana, and oh, all, right. yeah. all of that with this season. I feel like so many people watched and loved this season of the Crown with, um, I think Emma Corrin, whoever the actress that's playing her. I think it's almost impossible to beat the Crown this year with best drama. Actually, this is a great segue. What what about like shows? Like as far as like we talked about performances, what about shows and stuff stuff like that? What do you think will win there? I think best comedy series is going to go to Ted Lasso. I think it has the momentum um, with winning a bunch of the Golden Globes. I think it was a surprise to a lot of people that it won so much of the Golden Globes. But I think because of the climate that we had last year, I think it's just it's going to be voted in as just a really really nice show to like distract us from like the hell that we live on earth um so i think comedy series is going to go to to ted lasso i'd probably say mayor of easttown i mean i know we've already said that million times i literally finished it last night and i i think it's gonna win (laughs) yeah alex you have not seen mayor of easttown right no that's definitely like next on my list okay cool 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 i'm gonna avoid saying some things about it then because i i don't trust myself to accidentally spoil it for you <laughs> yeah please do not spoil it <laughs> yeah it's actually a crossover with wandavision yeah, oh right. no <laughs> i ruined it no have you guys seen uh the loki series no no i did i low-key have not seen loki i have seen it oh wait dave you said you have mm-hmm Oh my gosh. It's amazing. And what made me think about it was Jonathan Majors is nominated for Lovecraft Country. So I haven't seen Lovecraft Country yet. Jonathan Majors makes an appearance in the latest Loki uh, episode. Um, actually, the, se- the series finale of Loki, he appears and Jonathan Majors steals literally every scene that he's in. He is... He's phenomenal. He's one of the greatest actors working right now, guys. And I am so excited for he's going to be the big bad. He's going to be like the new Thanos level threat in the Marvel cinematic universe. And so I'm just so excited to see Jonathan majors like, and, and his talents just be brought to screen. And uh, so I I feel like Lovecraft country is also on my list. Again, my list is very, very long, but I would love to see Jonathan majors get some love for lead actor in a drama series. Yeah. And that, that was a great series. Y'all know how much I loved, um, Lovecraft Country. It was very, it's very, very hard to watch at times, but it's, I think it's a necessary watch. And he's great in it. I have a prediction. He's the next Denzel Washington. I, I really do. I mean, like, just to see his, like, he had a supporting role in The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which, like, his, he, he literally made me cry. Like, (laughs) it was, it was a phenomenal performance. And then from there, like, to go to leading an HBO series to, now being like a 
you know, heavily featured in Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, he's he's the next biggest star. Do you yeah. think? Do you guys think there's going to be a show that sweeps or like pretty much takes most of the main Emmys that it gets? I think The Crown will probably be that show this year that takes all of the big acting nominations as well as best drama. That's my that's my prediction. I'm wondering if they're going to give them to Hamilton, like throw them all at him at, at them. That was my prediction: is that a lot of the like you know, TV movie, you know, actor, um, actress in a TV movie, they're going to give that to, to Hamilton. I just think there's, you know, a lot of money in that. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll, we, we've been, we've been surprised before. Um, so yeah, that's been our uh, Emmy nomination reaction. We'll do an actual like recap of the ceremony when uh, it comes out. This, this is great because I know we, the big, ceremony last year or this past year was the oscars we launched after the oscars so we didn't really get a chance to do that but i'm excited to be able to do a reaction show uh to the emmys when it actually happens and we'll see how september much 19th september 19th thanks dave so we'll actually get a chance to see um our predictions our surprises what what that comes to fruition um so yeah this has been a great conversation everyone uh definitely like and subscribe all that kind of stuff you'll hear that in our outro but thanks for listening thank you for listening to too much screen time you can follow us on twitter and instagram at tm screen time or email us at tm at gmail.com we'll be back next week with a brand new episode so in the meantime keep watching those screens